Welcome to Beyond Speaking with Brian Lord, a podcast featuring deeper conversations with the world's top speakers. Hi, welcome to the Beyond Speaking podcast. I'm Brian Lord, your host. We have with us Ryan Leak. Hello. Hello. He is the author of Chasing Failure. He has done a lot of remarkable things, speaks to Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we just got done with an event where you're speaking to, I was told nine to 10,000 people. You could, you really couldn't see from end to end of this place. There's four massive screens, uh, yeah. but you know, you've, you've uh, counseled so many people, hundreds of thousands of audience members have heard you. You've yeah. spoken for the NBA, uh, like number of NBA teams. Yeah. You're the chaplain for, uh, for um, Brooklyn and I yeah. almost said New Jersey Nets. That's how old school I am. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. And, yeah. uh, and now you're here with us today. So thanks for coming Man. on. Glad to be here, Brian. So uh, Ryan, you've got you know a lot of different amazing stories, and you know one of the and, and also I want to get some of the business things as well. You know, you know, becoming uh, the CEO of sort of your own course, you have a lot of different ways that you can take that, um, yeah. whether it's leadership, personal. Um, and as I was walking out of the event today, people are saying, "Man, such good family stuff! Like it's for business, but it's really good for family too." Yeah. You know, kind of how did you get started yeah. as a speaker and, and kind of bringing these messages out to people? Man, in the church, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think speaking in church, you realize that people would come to a church and have so many problems. Mm-hmm. And I think as a as a shepherd, as a guide, as a as a, a spiritual mentor, teacher, pastor, whatever you want to call me, um, you, I would feel that responsibility to go, man, how can I help people with these issues? And then I would get opportunities in you know corporate America, and I realized. These people also had the same problems. <laughs> like they actually weren't even that much different. One was the church and one didn't. That was really the only difference. And I thought, well, how can I, how can I help them? And so businesses would bring me in to help their businesses grow. And I started using this line. I said, I think your business will grow when you do. Mm-hmm. Imagine how your employees would perform if, if they you know, didn't have to carry baggage from their marriage or addictions or, or different things and people kind of started to go like wait a minute that that, that might actually be true and i'm like i don't know <laughs> if it's true but we're gonna find out you know so i started bringing up personal problems in professional settings and it would start to resonate with people so even though the ceos of these companies didn't necessarily want me to talk about those things they wanted me to talk about sales and customer service and how to drive revenue you know but it would resonate with all of their people. So their people would be even on the CEOs like, we got to get this guy back. And, then, and he's like, I mean, I guess, but guys, we still got to drive. I'm like, hey, I can, we can do the drive revenue talk too, but we've got to get these things in order. And so you just realize how many people are showing up to do their jobs and they're hurting. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not brought up a whole lot. And so um, I've, I've done, uh, I'm a certified Enneagram coach. Mm-hmm. So I come in and, you know, we all talk about our different personalities and different things. And, the amount of tears that I've seen during these sessions from people that are sharing things that they've never shared with any one of their coworkers mm-hmm. because it's such a personal tool. I'm just going, this person who's a little bit more known, you'd be surprised what their production will look like in the future. Yeah, and I love that. I, I do like one of the things you talked about today is you know, leadership, leaders developing themselves and really taking a serious look at themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, what's something you found out, uh, what, I guess first, how can leaders do that yeah for you know start to look at themselves and then um what improvements have you seen once they do that uh i think perhaps the greatest challenge that leaders face is loneliness just just don't have anybody Mm -hmm. Uh, no matter how high you climb 
in your organization, what often doesn't come with the job description or the bonuses or the salaries <laughs> or the titles or the office is community. And so I think one of the things I've tried to coach leaders into doing is actually creating that within their company to say, hey, don't work on an island. And, and it can it, you get a corner office and you think, I've worked so hard to get it. But then no one's in it. <laughs> and then you miss kind of the cubicle water cooler. And this office becomes this intimidating wall that people don't know how to enter into it because you're in charge and, and that sort of thing. And so I think what's been transformational for people is, is really inviting people into their world, into their fears, into their insecurities. And I think Brene Brown has made vulnerability popular, mm -hmm. uh, whereas before it was very frowned upon. So I think coaching people around some of those things of going, hey, guys, I don't supply chain scares me. <laughs> hey, labor workforce, it scares me. Mm -hmm. Like to be able to say those things out loud, it's like, well, if our leader's scared, well, what does that mean? No, it means your leader's human, which mm -hmm. is a very, very good thing. And now we can now we can move move from there. But pretending that you're not scared, it's like, well, you know, what's that what's that really doing for for your organization? And how do people uh, develop this? Like, are there certain steps they can take, whether it's leaders or anybody in the company? What are yeah. some certain things that they can do to kind of build that community and, you know, sort of be vulnerable to being vulnerable? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think part of, part of it is, is meetings. How, how you do meetings and how you, you structure those really tell your entire organization what we are going to be about mm -hmm. and and who I am and so like so for example in January I encouraged a lot of executives to kick off the year with a failure meeting <laughs> now failure meetings is going hey here's where we failed last year and here's everything that we learned mm -hmm. and I start with mine so I own my own mistakes I say hey here, here here's where I dropped the ball last year here's some things that I want to do um, you'd be surprised how much people will respond to that to go Okay, if he's leading with his mistakes and he's owning his part, well, then maybe I can I can do the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually what creates community that that sh the shared vulnerability of going like, hey, we're we're all pretty flawed. We're all trying to figure it out. We all want our business to grow. So hey, how can we how can we do that together? And then I also encourage people to. Uh, there's a book called Never Eat Alone. I've never read it. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. I assume I know what it's about, and I think, yeah, we shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't eat alone. That was my takeaway. I saw it at Barnes and Noble, and I thought, I already know what it's. I, I think I know what it's about, you know. So, so I, I encourage leaders to do it all the time. I was like, hey, don't eat alone. Mm -hmm. Bring somebody in to the process, and and I think it 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 makes a difference. Now, you're uh, in addition to sort of you know becoming the your the CEO of of you know your self development leadership everything else. Uh, you know, you talk about chasing failure. Yeah. Uh, where did that idea come from? Chasing failure started with this idea. I was getting ready to meet Kobe Bryant. My wife set this whole thing up. We're on the Queen Latifah show from the surprise wedding. And, and I knew I was going to, I'm like, man, what are me and Kobe going to talk about? And I thought, well, me, the only way me and Kobe are going to have an engaging conversation is if I'm <laughs> in the NBA. And I, I had played ball in college, but I had, you know, I'd never. Phenomenally well, I might <laughs> add. NCCA. Yeah, National Christian College Athletics Association. All American. All American amongst <laughs> Christians. Now, but I never pursued the pros. And, but I thought, you know, like, it's now or never. Like, let's, let's give it a shot. Well, one of my friends was playing for the Chicago Bulls at the time. And he gets cut and comes back to Dallas. And we're training together. I'm 6'3", 2'10", maybe. Yeah. 
He's 6'5", 245. He led the G League in scoring. Uh-huh. And he, they cut him. <laughs> and so you're going, if they're going to cut him, you don't have a chance. Like, you don't have a prayer. And so I just kind of just threw my hands up and just kind of gave up. And then I just thought, why do we do that? Why do we, why do we give up on, on dreams so fast just because we've pre-calculated failure? Why are we so afraid of the thing that has made most people who they actually are? Mm-hmm. Every successful person we follow, look up to, read about has one thing in common, and it's failure. And so I, I thought about this long line of people who are trying to chase success. And I thought, what about creating this line of people that are willing to chase failure? And just and let's see what, what happens. And so I went on a journey of, of chasing failure. I reached out to a couple of NBA teams and said, hey, would you let me chase failure with you? And four said no. My fifth email to the Phoenix Suns, they said yes. So, <laughs> so it just, it just kind of snowballed. You yeah. know, I just... I just kept seeing like, okay, where where is this where is this going to take me? And you know, now it lands you in, in NBA locker rooms, and it's just like that's that's weird. I didn't I didn't anticipate that. And so when I was running up and down the floor in Phoenix, I never saw or imagined that it would be any more than that. In fact, I was embarrassed. I was <laughs> so embarrassed that it took me sixteen months to make the documentary. Really? Yep. I was I I didn't want anyone to see me fail. I thought this is the worst idea you've ever had in your life. <laughs> it took me 16 months to get over my ego. Wow. To just say, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you lead with failures? I have a new failure story every week. Something <laughs> happens." And I used to live in a mode where it was like, "Don't share that stuff. Don't let anyone see you bleed. Don't let anyone see you weak." Now I'm like, "Hey guys, I I I I tank all the time <laughs> you know like like bad things happen i make mistakes you know uh even doing chapel for an nba team it's like i do home and away games so i'll do it virtually sometimes i'll do it in person you gotta have 82 great thoughts <laughs> you got 82 th- great but like of course i mean out of the 82 there's gonna be 20 that's just like mm, right like that wasn't you know it's like it's gonna happen so I share the 20 more than I share the 62. Does that yeah. make sense? And so, and one of my friends, he said a great line. He said, people admire perfection from a distance, but they can't relate to it. Yeah. So the more I've shared my failures, uh, ironically, the more, the more success that I've had. <laughs> and so people are like, I want to give this guy, I want to give this guy a chance. He owns it. And, you know, I, I think people can relate to that. So it took you 16 months to admit your failure, why wasn't it 17? What was the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back that made you kind of say, okay, now it's time? That's a great question. It's a really great question. I, I, think, I think I realized that, you know, some, I think all of us are going in a particular direction in our life and career. I think I was going in a direction of where I was like trying to be something instead of just like being, instead of just being authentic. And like, dude, you got this story. You've got this moment, like you tried out for the Phoenix Suns. No one can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people have tried out for the Phoenix Suns. They just didn't make a documentary about it. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's like, you got the footage. Like you got a guy from your church to show up and, and film the deal. And uh, and I, I I don't know, I was I was, well, one, I didn't think any NBA team in their right mind would give me an opportunity to try for the team. 
and and I was coming off of injury. So yeah. I, I was doing my due diligence. I told people I was going to do it. I was just trying to be a man of my word. So I actually, I didn't get to tell this story today. I wish I had more time. Okay, today. yeah. I Let's wish, hear it. I wish I had more. So I'm going to give you the extra. Sorry, what you guys I, missed it. Now what I wish, it. What I wish I could have told Chick-fil-A. Well, the funny thing is, is I got to a place where I was actually not making a documentary on chasing failure anymore. I was making a documentary on being told no by all 30 NBA teams. <laughs> and I was going to do this whole thing about what I learned from being rejected by 30, the entire NBA. <laughs> because every email I would get back, uh, which they have excellent customer service, by the way. Mm-hmm. NBA, the NBA in it itself and the teams, like they're really good about responding back to people. Which I was surprised by. I'm a complete stranger. Like, why do you feel the need to email me back? But they did. I thought it was awesome. So as I got more no's, I was like, man, this is really discouraging. And then I thought, yeah, lean into that. Like, get told no. But every email, I would learn their language and change my pitch. And then I would learn from that second email. And then I would change it and tweak it. And, And so on the fifth one, when they were like, yeah, come Monday, I was like, Okay, at first they said 10 days from that time. So I'm like, okay, I've got some time to get some therapy on the leg. I've got 10 days to like get NBA shape ready. Okay. And then they call back and they're like, no, this Monday. (laughs) And this is on a Friday. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's there's no. So I, I didn't feel like I was in my best mindset i didn't feel like i got to really prepare because i was coming up you know whereas even now i know the drills i played with plenty of professionals now yeah. i just know the game like i would be more prepared today than i even was i did this seven years ago <laughs> but just knowing how the speed and the movement and defensive three seconds and this all of it you know, there is nothing in life that can prepare you for the ramp from 24-hour fitness to an NBA practice court in the weekends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, so I, I think that, you know, seeing, seeing all of that, experiencing all of that was, was something that I thought, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I got to give my best and I always want to show my best. I always want to, like, strive for excellence. But I just thought, you know what, I think this will encourage somebody. I think this will help someone get off the couch. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, there's a kid or a businesswoman or working mom or working dad, uh, you know, that is discouraged about their business, that has experienced failure. And I thought, I think I can tell a pretty good story from this. And and who knows? Let's just see. Let's just see what what will happen. So. <laughs> That's great. And I love it how the NBA completely messed up your documentary totally. by saying yes yes <laughs> yeah come on like, try out i'm like well now i gotta actually <laughs> finish this thing so have you ever thought about going back and trying again there's no need to you know <laughs> it's like you still got like with, yeah i mean i'm 35 teams left yeah yeah, yeah yeah no but i do interesting math now uh-huh i tell people that all the time i go hey guys i think you got a 20 percent chance yeah of something crazy happening yeah you know, it's it's only crazy until it's not. Yeah. And and it, it's a uh, the Milwaukee Bucks actually said, hey, Jason, Ki- Jason Kidd was a coach at the time. He's like, hey, he consider having you at training camp next year. So it's going to be kind of like a, a part two deal. But at, at the same time, you're kind of going things kind of got rolling. Uh huh. And your you know, business starts moving a little bit. You're, you're kind of like, 
I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> well, you never. Well, this year would have been yeah. the best year because you know they have like in <laughs> hockey, like they call like somebody out of the stands to be oh, the goalie. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like, hey, we need our chaplain. We've had so yes. many people we just lost oh, due to like COVID protocols. Oh, We're bringing in the chaplain to play. I know. They made jokes about that. They're like, hey man, could you suit up? Like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you can get the jersey printed, yeah. I could be there. So, so what failure are you chasing next? <sighs> you know, I've I've never I've never. Um, immersed myself in the e-course world yeah. and so that is that is that is what we're going to try and and tackle next and and see i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty calculated and uncalculated at the exact same time there is there is a laissez-fairness about me that's just like <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens like not like i don't try as hard but mm-hmm. i like give my best at the same time but it's like I give my best, and hey, we'll we'll see what happens, you know. So like, yeah, you speak to nine thousand people at Chick Fil A today. My mindset is, hey, give your best. They could hate it. Yeah. <laughs> this could go terrible, <laughs> you know. Um, anything could go wrong. Oh well, you know. Like, but hey, you give your best, and once it's over, you're just like, hey, all right, it's 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 time to move on to to the next thing. So, um, so yeah, so I I'm very amateur in the e-course online marketing space in Mm -hmm. that regard Uh, so many things so many good things have happened just from speaking and doing well at an event you were there and now you can tell clients hey i saw this this was the response after but that kind of does it on its own like i don't have to call anybody (laughs) i I really think you should have me speak i don't i never have to do that like i just i just continue to just be myself e-courses don't work that way yeah there's not like an automatic nature to it so so yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna try and and do those and, and do them a little bit different so i've been i've been studying how others have done it things that i like things that i don't um so yeah trying trying to trying to do that i'd love to hit new york times yeah. on on my uh oh i we tried with this book that's a whole that's a, <laughs> it's, its own failure story yep uh but hopefully this next one can can do pretty well too yeah well that's one of the things i love about you know whether it's speaking or whatever i remember we had this conversation i've been doing this for 27 28 years now booking yeah. speakers entertainers that sort of thing and and one of the things you come back and see is it's the message yeah. so you're a message bearer who happens to speak or your message bearer who happens to write or message bearer happens to do 100%. e-courses which of course 27 years ago did not really didn't exist there's hardly anything and so um you know it is fascinating to see that um just to kind of finish up here i always like having people walk away with something so how you know people are listening to ryan leak right now um what are you know a few things people can do today that will change them by tomorrow yeah well i i would say move towards something that intimidates you and that that could be anything Mm -hmm. you know some people it's technology uh, some people, it's building a website. You know, I, I tell friends all the time, "Hey, go see if the URL is available." Mm-hmm. You won today. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I didn't say buy it. I said just go see if it's available tomorrow. Buy it. Now you got two wins. Yeah. So I just always encourage people: win the day. Break up your goals into daily things that you can actually do today, and just try and win today. If you try and win every day, let's say you lose half the year. Well, guess what? You still got about 182 W's. And two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and you're a lot further than you were before. And so I just tell people, pick one thing today. 
that intimidates you. You may not understand TikTok. You may not have any <laughs> idea what's going on in the metaverse. You may not know anything about cryptocurrency, but learn something today. Like mm-hmm. if you learn something today, you won. And so you, you keep doing that long enough, you'd be surprised where you end up. Great. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us thank here. You. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to yes. subscribe, like, all the other good stuff. Yeah. Check out Ryan and uh, R-Y-A-N-L-E-A-K. And uh, thanks for joining us here on the, the Beyond Speaking Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Beyond Speaking Podcast. To learn more about today's guests, go to beyondspeak.com. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen.